Hey, what's up, world? Welcome to Snack Size, the podcast that will drag you into your most fabulous life. I'm your host, Lala Luscious, also known as the Snack of the Twin Cities. I decided for myself that I can be whatever I want to be, so I decided to be a drag queen. And if I can live my dreams, you can too. The time has come to believe in yourself enough to turn your ideas into more than mere words. And no matter what you are doing in life or where you want to go, I want to help you get there fabulously. Our 10 minutes starts now. Hey, Snacks. We're here at episode 10 and our final episode of season one of Snack Size. I do want to apologize for the delay. As you know, I live in Minneapolis, and after the murder of George Floyd and surrounding events, life has not been normal in Minneapolis, but I am really proud of the people in my city for standing up against inequality and racism in America. So thank you for your patience and for continuing on this journey with me. Today I want to talk to my white listeners about how to be an ally to a person of color. If you are a person of color listening to this episode, this advice isn't going to shock you. But maybe it can be something you can share with your friends who are looking to be a better ally to you. It would be impossible for me to list all the ways you can be an active ally to a person of color in just a short 10-minute podcast, so I've decided to select a few things I find to be important. I say this because I encourage you to continue to learn and grow as an ally outside of this podcast, and if you do want to talk more about it with me, please email me at lala at snacksizepodcast.com and we can have a respectful and open discussion. I want to start by asking you a question. When it comes to racism and equality, is your heart in the right place? Do you truly want to be an ally to people of color? Before you answer, please note this is a different question than are you racist? The difference is, is that it is easy to simply not be racist, but allies are anti-racist. That means they are actively taking a stand against injustice every single day. So, if you are listening to a podcast about how to be an ally to people of color, hosted by a black drag queen, I'd be willing to bet that you aren't racist. So, I'm not going to tell you why it would be bad if you were, because I can guess that you aren't. So now, it really is a matter of if you are anti-racist. So that's why I'm asking... Is your heart in the right place, and do you truly want to be an ally? Because the road to ending racism and finding true equality is going to have all types of obstacles. But if your heart is in the right place, it is unlikely that you will find yourself on the wrong side of this struggle. Now, just because your heart is in the right place doesn't mean you don't have things to learn, ways to grow, or responsibilities as a white ally in terms of lifting up people of color. But what I can tell you is that if you know your heart is in the right place, you already have the strongest weapon for this fight, and that is love. While I want to teach you some things you should do to be an ally, if there is ever a situation where you don't know what to do, listen to your heart, and it will guide you. It may guide you to a friend to talk to, or maybe a book that will educate you, or even just that voice inside that says, hey, this isn't right. I should say something. Knowing what is in your heart is the first step to becoming an ally. The next thing I want to discuss is white privilege, what it means, and how it works in our society today. First, let's define white privilege. White privilege is referred to as the societal privilege that benefits white people over non-white people. 
One thing I hear from people who don't understand white privilege is they seem to think the concept implies that they haven't experienced challenges in life because they are white. That is not at all what white privilege is. White privilege means that if you are white, the color of your skin won't be one of the things holding you back in this world. Now, if you are listening to this and you are a white person, it is highly possible you got really defensive as I use the term white privilege. I want you to know that having white privilege and acknowledging it is not racist. Let me say that again. Having white privilege and recognizing it is not racist. However, once you recognize that you have white privilege, it is how you use it that determines whether or not you are racist. White privilege exists because of historic racism, prejudice, and inequality. But today, white privilege, when recognized correctly, has the power to overturn systematic racism. On the other hand, it also has the power to uphold it as well. As a white ally, you get to decide how you want to use your privilege. If you choose to use your white privilege as a weapon to fight racism, then you are doing the much-needed work that must be done to change equality and race issues in this world. Learn when to listen, when to amplify, and when to speak up. When people of color speak to their experiences of oppression, it's important for white people not to dominate the conversation or question those experiences. But you can use your privilege to amplify those voices. There are also times when white people should speak up. If you hear racist remarks, speak up. If you see opportunities to educate people about race, do so. As an ally, your privilege can be a tool to reach people who may be more likely to listen to you or relate to your journey in understanding your own relationship to race and white privilege. When confronted with race issues, especially an accusation of being racist, I hear white people say two things. The first is, I don't see color. The second is, I have black friends. These statements, although they may support that someone does not have a bias against someone because of their race, are both insensitive and ignorant statements. When someone says, I don't see color, what they think they are saying is that they don't judge someone based on the color of their skin. However, what people of color hear is, I am ignoring your race because it makes me more comfortable to do so. That is not a healthy viewpoint for you or any of the people of color in your life. For me, My blackness is a part of who I am, so it is not possible for someone to accept me and not see my color. If you want to be an ally to people of color, never ever use the phrase, I don't see color, again. And then there is the other statement, I have black friends. If you have black friends or friends of any color, that is awesome. However, having friends of color does not make you immune to ignorance or attitudes rooted in racism. It does not mean that you don't need to do the work to end racism and inequality and just rely on your friends of color to keep you woke. In fact, if you want to be both a great friend and an ally, then you will be happy to fight for the equality of people you care about. Again, it's great that you have a diverse friend group. But when it comes to ending systematic racism, it doesn't mean you haven't been racist. Nor does it mean that you have less work to do as a white ally. Just like the first statement I mentioned, do not use your friends as a reason for not being racist. My next advice for being an ally is to learn from your mistakes. Some people are intentionally racist, but some people do something or say something racist on accident. 
They didn't realize what they were doing was offensive because they hadn't been educated enough to know any better. Even if this is the case, it doesn't make the action any less wrong. White people sometimes feel that innocent intentions make them racist and they should not be held to the same accountability as those who are intentionally racist. It does not matter what your intentions were. It's all racism. So my question to you, if you are one of those people who just lacks education and understanding, what are you doing to fix that? Are you self-motivated to learning how to do better by the people of color in your life? Mistakes happen. And while you can and should apologize if you did or said something inadvertently racist, the test of if you are truly sorry is in the work that is done after you realize what you did was wrong. I've learned that in any area of my life, not just the topic we are discussing now, that nothing can be built on good intentions and apologies. It's just never been a good foundation for change. However, great things can happen when we educate, communicate, and hold each other accountable. We are human. Mistakes happen. In fact, if mistakes didn't happen, it means nothing is changing. I can't speak for all people of color, but speaking for myself as a black man, I can say that I can forgive someone who does the work to educate themselves than someone who just says, I'll do better next time. Learning from your mistakes is a crucial part of understanding and ending racism. To understand racism, you need to hear it from someone who is suffering from it. So, believe me when I say that I appreciate that you listened to this episode. What I have discussed here are just a few things you can do to be an ally to people of color. I encourage you to continue to educate yourself on racism and how to end it. To recap what we've covered here, the first is, make sure your heart is in the right place. Recognize your privilege. Amplify voices of color. Don't ignore someone's race. And last but not least, learn from your mistakes. No matter where you are in the world, the fight against racism and the struggle for equality are far from over. So believe me when I say that your words and actions matter. It is essential that we continually reflect on what we can do to address racial inequality. To end this episode, I'd like to leave you with a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. He said, Human progress is neither automatic nor inevitable. Every step toward the goal of justice requires sacrifice, suffering, and struggle. The tireless exertions and passionate concern of dedicated individuals. Until next time, see you later, Snack. Hey, Snack. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Snack Size. I also want to let you know that this podcast is now on iHeartRadio. Download the iHeartRadio app and follow Snack Size the Podcast so you don't miss out on any of my content exclusive to iHeartRadio. Also, check out my new website, www.snacksizepodcast.com, where you can listen to all your favorite episodes and more. Until next time, go be fabulous.